John, you want to come on up? <laughs> well, this morning, this is officially uh, John's final Sunday before he goes off the elder board. So we thought it fitting to have him open the word to us this morning. And we also told him that don't be surprised if you get invited back a few times as <laughs> words of wisdom. So I'd like to pray with him before he begins. Father, thank you for John. Thank you for his willingness to share with us this morning. And we just pray that as he uh, opens 1 Corinthians and talks to us, it would be your message and your words that come to us. And just pray your blessing on this time this morning. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Dwayne. So I asked the elders what I should speak about. And one idea was to... This would be my farewell address. <laughs> I don't know what they think. <laughs> so I have to start out with a joke, of course. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? A Roman Catholic. <laughs> My apologies to you if you are of that religion. Somebody asked me the other night after a business meeting, how long have you been doing this? I said, I don't know. I was an elder when I was 25, which was way too young. It was called church council at that point. But I think there was a reason for that, and that reason was that um, would have been 10 years before that, 12, whenever uh, we had a, planted a church in Harrisonville, if you want to say it that way, and lost a lot of the people who would have been in leadership had that not happened. And... Uh, So to all of you who say, I don't think I'm ready for that yet, I think one way to get ready is to jump in. And in fact, I heard a pastor say on the radio this week, said, you think about all the people that God called to do great things, none of them were ready for that when the call came. They were called when they looked like this will never work. This will never amount to anything. And then God brought things into their life to prepare them for what he was wanting to do with them. Now, my goal in this sermon or this message is to... Remind us that there are differences in us. And when I told Dwayne Darla what I was going to, what the text was, they just went, huh? <laughs> and after I got into it, it was like, man, I think I got in over my head here. But think about how different, just take the people in this room. 
How different are we? Some of you are right-handed. Some of you are left-handed. Some of you are tall. Some are short. Some are old. Some are young. Some can do things that I would never even dream of trying to do. Some of you have just that natural knack of ability to do all kinds of things. Yesterday I was laying under a silage wagon, sweated wet in the dirt, and Diana was outside handing me stuff. And I said, I want this. Well, what about this? It's like, wow. We're different. The way I think is not the way she thinks. The way you think may not be the same way the person sitting next to you thinks. Okay? Does that mean that we need to have everybody look the same and be the same and act the same? And No, well, that would be boring as all get up. Diana sits down and she makes a card. And it's like she started out doing $40 cards and now she's doing $140 cards. It's like, where do you come up with this stuff? I well, I'll watch a video. Well, I can watch the same video, and I guarantee you, it ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. I'll give you a piece of paper with happy birthday on it, and that's your card. Okay? My creativity is not in that. Now, you can think about you, yourself, your children, your spouse, your parents, however, and think about the differences. But I think... That's what makes us stronger. Because we are different. Sometimes it's maddening because, no, I don't want it done that way. I want it done this way. But then it's better to do it that way instead of the way I wanted it done. So my challenge to you is don't say, he don't look like me, she don't look like me, they don't act like me. And so I'm not going to be a part of them. Um, No. That's not what Scripture calls us to. And I want to read uh, this morning from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And this is talking about the resurrection body. And I never, ever thought about how Paul uses the natural to explain the, the spiritual until I started digging into this. After I had committed myself to using this text, I was like, wow, this is, there is something here that I did not know was here. So I'm beginning at uh, verse 35 of 1 Corinthians 15. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? What kind of body do they with with what kind of body do they come? You foolish person. What you sow does not come to life until it dies. And that and what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same. 
But there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for stars differ from star to star in glory. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural. And then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Now I think before we go on, we need to make plain that this is not talking about everybody. The spiritual man is not the man who has not repented of their sin and committed their life to Jesus and is living in that manner. This is not saying that every natural man is going to heaven. That's not what this is about at all. And if you haven't addressed that situation, that sin nature in your own life, then that is the first thing you need to do today because of what happens to the natural man. It perishes. There is no hope for the natural man in and of itself. So the question is, how are the dead raised and what kind of body will they have? Paul answers by saying, you foolish person. Acts 26, 8 states, my Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? Then using the natural picture of planting any seed and that the plant that comes up does not look like the seed at all. And you stop and think about that. If you're planting corn or soybeans or anything in the garden, what comes up? Does it look like what you put in the ground? Absolutely not. Weeds? Is that what you said, Tom? (laughs) So, the only way that plant's going to grow is for that seed to die. You dig it up after the plant is grown, and you're not going to find anything but, if anything, a shell. Just the bare shell of what you put in the ground. So death has to happen to that seed for it to produce a plant. The Creator God 
designed each seed so that every time you plant a piece of corn, it's going to come up the same way. Every time. You don't have to worry about it. If you plant corn, you're not going to go out there and find okra or turnips or soybeans or anything else. It's going to be what you put in the ground. That is the way God created that to be. And so if he can create resurrection in a plant, why can't he do that in anything else? It's no big deal to him. We don't understand it because we've never seen the resurrection of the spiritual man. We see the plant part and the cow part and all that. Everything that we deal with every day. But it is not a problem for God to raise the dead. Verse 38 says, God gives the body he has chosen. So he gives every seed, every animal, every bird. And in fact, he says in here, not all flesh is the same. One for humans, one kind for animals, another for birds, another for fish. And you've asked somebody, well, what's such and such taste like? And they say, chicken. But you can tell a difference if you sit down and bite into a big mouthful of fried catfish. You know it's not a pork chop. You know it's not a steak. Because God made those Flesh types different. In his infinite ability to make things, he has made things different. Does that make one bad and the other one better? And you might answer yes, but not not in the end sense of the fact. John twelve twenty four says, Truly, truly I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies it remains alone but if it dies it bears much fruit God has created everything to have its differences and we see that even in species you can say okay here's a bovine well it could be a fat Hereford show cow or it could be a scrawniest longhorn you've ever seen or anything in the in the middle And it still belongs to that bovine species. We are humans. Here we are. The wide variety of people that he has created. If God can create all this that we see... So God can create a body perfect for resurrection life. Romans 5.19 says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, speaking of Adam, so by one man's obedience, the many, speaking of Jesus, will be made righteous. The first man, Adam, was the prototype of the natural body. The last Adam, or Jesus, is the prototype of the resurrection the spiritual body. We will bear his image of his body fit for heaven. The first man was from earth. The second man 
from heaven. Philippians 3.20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. We will bear the image of his body fit for heaven as we have borne the image of Adam's on earth. So as we begin a new year with new people in leadership, a new elder, all the many things that are going to change, the fact is, as long as we are following Jesus, we are not changing anything except for the roles that we play. And I pray that if you're asked to <clears throat> help do something, that you at least consider that and not just say no. Because sometimes we need to say yes to expand our abilities and to expand our the things that we can do to help other people. I thank you for your time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for watching over us and caring for us through the last year. And I pray that you would give strength and courage and comfort to each one who is uh, moving into a role of leadership, whether it's teaching or uh, taking care of finances or providing uh, things that need to be done to facilities or whatever it is that you would help us to be able to do the best that we can do and that we would be able to um, have that love, as the song said earlier, that you give us to love each other, even if we don't totally understand or agree with everybody that we are working with and sharing your love with. In Jesus' name, amen.